Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. We're here with uh, guest host, Jen Godet, who's comes from us from a bit of an interesting background where she started in kind of the environmental sciences, uh, HR, and then a personal trainer. And now she's a career success coach or wellness coach. And uh, yeah, happy to ha- have you here. And, and why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, and then we'll go into your background and your backstory. Sure. So what I'm doing now is I... I'm, a, I'm a, a unique kind of career coach, essentially. So I take my health coaching background and I combine it with career coaching. So what that means is, um, and the name of my, my uh, company is WorkSapien. And so it's, I'm all about working in a human way. So that means honoring all of our limits, all of our potential and all of the things that make us human and make us unique. So um, that usually means developing uh, really healthy work habits, doing the work that you love and that reflects who you are. And, um, and then just generally kind of getting clarity about, you know, what you're doing, uh, where you are and, and, and being, uh, good with where you are and what you want to do. So, so yeah, so I, I work at the inter, I always say I work at the intersection of health and career. That, that's awesome. So I'd love to uh, kind of step back and, and uh, learn a little bit more of Jen as a kid. So growing mm-hmm. up, uh, I know you've, you've had a career in, in, in figure skating and, and doing some stuff there, but what are some of the other things and how did things like uh, the environmental sciences, like uh, physical health and HR and all the stuff that you're doing now, how did those kind of factor into those journey and, and lead you up to where you are right now? Yeah, so that is that is um, the question because I, I love this. It, it really is. Our whole lives are a career, and I love how you just referred to my figure skating career because um, I really didn't see it that way at the time. I just saw it as like a a, a sport that I really loved, uh, an artistic sport. Um, yeah, so I guess as a kid, um, I was very serious. I'm told. I okay. Have a recollection of this, <laughs> but I'm told I was a very serious kid who. Um, you know, and who was just kind of very introverted, but, you know, also um, really kind of passionate about um, being active and activity. Um, So that I think early on, my parents saw that put me into skating, you know, around five, six years old, and it, and I loved it. I also did precision skating, which is team skating, which I also love, because that's been a value of mine, a fitness community. Um, or, you know, sort of that idea of, of um, you know, being active with others. Right. Um, and then I also did ballet um, okay. for a couple of years. So I, this, the artistic kind of sport was the theme um, of my childhood. And I very much put my focus there. And it gave me a sense of um, community. And it also took me away. And I was I'd like to say this is it took me away from the stuff that um, I, that, you know, like the social politics of school and, you know, like things like that. So I am very much uh, encouraging my daughter to take gymnastics as far as she would like to go for that reason is because it really is a, it's an outlet, it's a confidence builder as well. Um, so that's kind of where my, my values around, you know, fitness and community and, um, and, uh, self-expression kind of were born. Um, and then, so, yeah, so I'll try and do the, the, 
a shorter version of this because it is, it's a long and winding road. Um, so essentially the way that, you know, my, through my teen, throughout my teens, I wasn't particularly, um, there wasn't anything in particular that stood out to me in terms of subjects. Um, I re remember really liking like, um, learning how to juggle in drama. Okay. <laughs> like, things right. like that. There were like these little highlights, um, but they generally didn't have a lot to do with, you know, a specific path or so, so it wasn't clear to me until I worked uh, one summer for uh, Greenpeace canvassing. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine was doing it. It was in Windsor, Ontario. We were just a door to door canvassing, you know, and I got, I sort of, I found a passion in having these conversations with people and that led me to my choice to do, to, to go uh, to select environmental studies as my path, um, like as my, uh, univer for university. So I applied to a bunch of programs and that qu happened quickly. Mm -hmm. That fast forward, I have a 12 year career in uh, the environmental field, um, which was very much mission focused. I worked for a lot of not for profits. I did a little work in, um, in other organizations as well. But the idea here was that um, what I focused on was, you know, how can we, how can we um, change people's minds about behavior and how can they make better choices and how can um, uh, we encourage behavior change? Because um, ultimately that's, that's what we're after, right? Sure. With, with the environment, it's all about behavior change. We, we, we as humans need to see and, be, and act differently um, than we currently do. Obviously we're, we're seeing climate change and how real it is right now. Um, so yeah, so at some point there though, there was another turning point. Um, and I realized that like towards um, the end of that career, I had the, you know, there were some, it just kind of wasn't, um, I didn't feel that I was growing. I didn't feel that it was uh, as, as much a reflection of who I was. And I noticed that I was really interested in the dynamics and sort of the social and, um, and the experience of work. And so I was, I was constantly observing and, and sort of having conversations about, you know, the organization itself and the way people were enjoying their work and, and, and how we can, you know, be more empowered as um, uh, to do this work. Anyway, that led me to HR. <laughs> um, and I did have a turning point as well um, around that time where I had um, what I was trying to like sort of de deciding what I was going to do. I went to see a career counselor okay. and the career counselor just suggested to me um, what's, uh, she said, well, I guess after we went through a whole list of things, like I had done this, I had done the work. I was like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> what is next? I really felt that in what, you know, when people come to me, they, they feel the same way a lot of times. And so she said, well, you could start your own business. Okay. And I don't know that landed in, in a way that like, just kind of blew my mind. I was like, I could actually, I yeah. could, that kind of solves all the, I was a single mother at the time. I, had, you know, I needed flexibility. I, I was just trying to figure out how all the pieces are going to fit together in this new career um, and how I was going to make this change. And, and, and ultimately I ended up starting a workplace wellness business um, and doing my HR um, uh, diploma um, at the same time. So fast forward again, <laughs> now I'm back in the environmental field, working full circle Greenpeace again um, <laughs> in HR this time. And I had another turning point where I was just like, it was not right. It was, a, it was the job was, was not me. It, it was, a, you know, I thought, okay, well, I have all these pieces together. I was even creating these wellness and meditation programs for staff. Like I was just bringing as much of that as I could. Right. It was, it was not right. Um, so I, I, one day I remember having like 
clearly like having a kind of the revelation, I'm going to go get my health coaching um, certification. That's okay. it. And I'm just going to, I'm going to do what I want to really truly do. And I knew it in my, like in my heart, I knew what I wanted to truly do. And just that one, I didn't just need that one experience to kind of like launch me in that direction without, and then in, you know, I've been coaching ever since. And that, um, it led me to kind of, I realized a lot of my health coaching conversations had a lot to do with career. Um, and so as I navigated that, my, I, I, I built the health, I built some career coaching into my health coaching initially. And now I'm kind of, I've flipped it and I'm reversed, uh, sort of building health coaching into career coaching. Um, so helping more, doing a lot more work, helping people find jobs, helping people make changes, helping people be healthier in the careers that they have, um, and leading with the career piece. Um, so it's all very much been a, a process of, of, of uncovering clues and in, you know, t- trial and error and career exploration to the max. <laughs> and, uh, and, and really where I am now feels like that the culmination of, of all of that work to, to kind of find where I'm most um, leveraging my superpowers the most and really aligned with my values the most. That's amazing. So thank, thanks for sharing the journey. And I'd, I'd love to kind of head back to a few of those key moments and, and talk a little bit about some of the, the influences that uh, were there. So so in your early kind of uh, skating and, and, and ballet days, that sounds like it was really like mom and dad uh, kind of focused, like, hey, we should, you should do this. Uh, and and um, were there a lot of like conscious decisions on your part to say like, no, mom, I want to go into ballet? Or was it more like they said, hey, you are pretty good. Let's, let's do that. Or just want to yeah, walk through some I of those things. I think that it was all about, it was originally my coach um, okay. saying that um, I would benefit from ballet um, because the, the solos that we did had a lot of, a lot of um, ballet, ballet artistry kind of arms and things like that. So it was meant to, initially it was meant to support my my skating and then and then eventually if you get too deep into the ballet then they make you choose (laughs) I chose skating (laughs) and so um yeah I think it originated it was really all about um like my parents were very much do whatever do what you do what you want and they kept me and I love they saw that I was very passionate about it and so they supported me in it um but without being um you know highly uh there's there are some accounts of very highly aggressive skating parents they were sure. they were not like that <laughs> they were very you know sort of they just they'd take me to the competitions they'd you know be in the stands and support me but they were not definitely not um trying to kind of uh steer me in any particular direction it was just kind of you know take it as far as you can and i took it as, uh, right up to the age of 16 which was kind of a natural end um because it uh, at that point i just kind of aged out in, in a way well, would there have been kind of like a, a next step that you could have continued? Because there are people skating past 16. Right? There <laughs> so, are, so. yeah. Well, in the competitive with coaching and uh, um, the schedule that I was, I think my, yeah. at that age, you're a teenager, right? And, and, and other things start to become like friends and, and socializing and that kind of thing started to compete um, sure. in terms of priorities. So I think that's kind of how it went. <laughs> cool. So, and, and about when did you have that kind of that Greenpeace canvassing experience? So it would, would have been, it would have been after that, that moment or like? Yeah. So right after I actually did some dance in the meantime too. So there yeah. was some dance involved in like, sporadically. So another artistic sport. Yep. Um, 
where I, yeah, I, I moved into kind of like a, um, from skating, I, I picked up modern dance and mm -hmm. moved into that. And from, so from 16 to 18, I was, I was um, dancing and I always, I had summer jobs and things like that. So I was always working. That was another okay. thing of my childhood. And that was my choice. My parents did not say, you need to go get a job. I went and got myself a job at Dairy Queen the second that I was old enough. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready. Sure. Independence. Um, and so that's um, around, I, so I, yeah, I kind of, it was another summer job essentially around the age of 17 because I went to university when I was 18. So around that time, 17, 18, I made, I started to make some, some decisions about what I wanted, but I really felt like I just went with the flow up until that point and really, really just kind of was exploring my interests and, and didn't really have a clear, a clear path at all. Cool. So you were, you were going through and, and you had this drive to, to get a job like on your own. Uh, can, can you describe that a little bit? Like, was that, where did that come from? Was that something that uh, you were yeah. always independent and you want to do that or just. Uh, one of my, yeah, I think from? one of my strengths and strength finder is responsibility. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think it's just, it's a, it's, it's a value and a strength in the sense that uh, independence was also a big piece of the puzzle. So okay. I think that as soon as I, um, you know, realized what independence meant. I had like, I had my license at three months after my 16th birthday. Okay. Um, this is when we could do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I think I just really valued sort of maturing and starting my own life, you know, and, and kind of um, creating an identity separate from, from that of my household and my parents. I think that early on, that's, that's really what I, what I wanted to do. Um, and having income was a big part of that, of my own income. And so I worked in so many different jobs. I did yeah. like, I worked at a hardware store. I worked at a coffee shop. I worked at um, a garden center, a bakery, <laughs> all of it. I did, I did so many different um, jobs when I was between, during my teens, and, you know, in summers. And then also in university, I worked at the library. So many different jobs. Yeah, I, I've had some conversations with folks and uh, for some reason, a lot of folks who um, really spent that time to, to have the, the jobs when they're younger, right? Like not not the co-op or, or like the, the, the jobs in university or whatever, but in like high school and earlier, those are the ones that have like a different sense of uh, independence responsibility that help them um, in, in acclimatizing to the real world, right? So uh, all, some of all the feedback has been that you should try to get a job as early as you can, <laughs> basically, whether it be in a coffee shop, a uh, hardware store or whatever. So that kind of just uh, speaks to, to some of the variety of experiences you can have and probably a lot of the learnings you can have probably on the, the soft skills uh, in, in terms of like time management, showing up on time and how to mm -hmm. talk and communicate and deal with people. Uh, it, it's kind of a a, a preschool, right? A different sort of a university or pre-university where you get a different sort of real world education. So uh, that often speaks to that responsibility. But I'd, I'd love to uh, chat a little bit about more about that environmental experience where like, so you, you found kind of a love of, of, of Greenpeace. It was kind of very mission oriented. And then how, uh, like what were the best parts and highlights of that? And then how did you kind of, for lack of a better word, the kind of fallout of love of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, that's, it's the strangest thing. Like who leaves the environmental sector, right? Sure. When the need is so high. And I remember people used to say, are you still trying to save the world? Like it was, <laughs> it was just like, I guess that's what I'm doing. I didn't see it that way. Sure. Um, <laughs> but um, 
yeah so I guess it was it was really um I mean there is I wasn't seeing the alignment with my effort and the change um Mm. that I was after so I was you know I felt like I was um the impact that I was having is very small right um and um just within the context of the programs that you know, whether it was um, Go Solar, which is a program I ran with residential uh, solar, it was a lot of renewable energy programs and things like that. It was just the early dawn of the renewable energy sector in sure. Canada. Um, so, yeah, I felt like my role um, wasn't big enough. I think that was the biggest feeling. It okay. was just that I was just, I was kind of stagnating in terms of the my personal experience of, of work. I, and I, and it wasn't, I wanted to continue to have an impact and I, and I truly believed in, you know, the work that we were doing and how important it was to do, but the mission alignment, I wasn't seeing the path that was no longer uh, motivating me. Mm. It was as initially, I think that was a big motivator for like up to 10 years. I was motivated by, I felt that mission alignment. I was aligned with the mission and therefore what I was doing was, um, you know, was clear. Um, but then I started to kind of feel like our approach and maybe some of the programs and the, the way things were, we were doing things, um, in various organizations just wasn't, um, aligned anymore. I, I don't know how else to say it. Um, yeah, it was, it was that I needed to do more, um, and be more ultimately was the feeling. Cool. So, so you had this feeling of wanting and to do more and then, somehow kind of HR uh, decide to, to fill in the void and say, hey, this is how I would do that. Talk, talk to us a little bit about kind of that uh, decision-making process or like how did you come up with um, that and, and what were the signs that pointed you in that direction? Yeah, so I quickly realized that if you're not happy at work, the work that you're, the impact that you're gonna have and the sustainability of your work, the work itself is not gonna be there and you're gonna burn out, you're gonna stop anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I, I saw the fact that I, I was, I remember having this conversation, one of my exit interviews with HR and it's just like, you know, um, we need to have sustainability within our own lives and we need to be, we need to be out of survival mode ourselves in order to do this, in order to, to really truly care about the environment, (laughs) truly change our behaviors. If we're all, if we're in survival mode, just kind of making ends meet and if we're not and even in a kind of an earning potential kind of context, right? Like if we're not earning enough, we're not um, growing enough within the context of our roles, then we're not as whether we're employees or whether we're talking to the people what we're trying to affect uh, or trying to influence in terms of the way that they're behaving. If everybody's in survival mode, it is really tough to influence change. It's really tough to, to care about anything outside of your little bubble because your little bubble is just barely together you know um and so i think that's was part of it is that i saw it as a as a foundation for for doing work that that is meaningful in the world and if you've you've got to kind of feel um energized and you've got to be well and you've got to be you've got to thrive to a certain extent within the context of the work that you do in order to do the work that needs to be done sustainably so it all sort of it's framed around the, the sustainability as as a theme it's like if we can't keep if it doesn't feel like we can keep going um then we're then we're not um 
just as a as humans um, going to be able to do a whole lot more because we're right. digging out of a reserve that is is depleted ultimately and that's a metaphor that works on both levels yeah. <laughs> just made that up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you can incorporate that into your marketing material later on. yeah <laughs> i guess no, we have I, a recording I, yeah no, i think that's amazing so, so it seems like that sustainability is uh, that that common uh, theme in terms of well environmental that that's uh, one of the key factors of that and then people in terms of like purpose and, and, and work and things like that, right? If, if, if you're in that survival mode, it's, it's hard to think about what's next and all that good stuff uh, versus like, when's the next um, paycheck coming in and where's my next uh, meal gonna come from that sort of thing, even to that level. But um, so, so you got into to HR and we're doing that sort of work. And then how did kind of the, the health component uh, come in to, into the mix? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that, that's been pretty consistent throughout my life as well. Um, I, I see that clearly, um, like at least in the fitness and the fitness community uh, mm -hmm. piece. Um, and so it was kind of, I think I was maybe unconsciously pursuing a hobby as a career. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think not a hobby, but necessarily, but a sort of a, a way of life almost. Um, that was, that was, had, had been consistent throughout my life. So um it, it was always, I don't know, it kind of always came back to it. So, you know, when I would, somebody would ask me about my ideal day or, you know, my ideal, uh, my ideal, my vision for my ideal life kind of thing, it would always sure. have this, like, I'm doing yoga in the morning, I'm doing, you know, I'm like, I'm doing all of these things that are related to wellness. Um, because that's, you know, that's where I feel, um, that's what I feel is so important to have as part of as part of the you know daily routine as just right. part of life it's just that that to me is a quality of life thing um and so i i mean i there's so many ways that i pursued that like throughout my career i was part of a capoeira group that was a really big deal um Wait, what is that? capoeira it's a brazilian oh. martial art gotcha yeah 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 it was the early days i think more people know about it now but in the early days it was 20 years ago when i was doing my master's that actually led me to go to Brazil for a year and, um, and, and, um, train, um, okay. in Capoeira for a year. So it's, Did it was just, a, or, or, or do anything? No, it doesn't, you don't really compete. You just okay. kind of, it's like a community, um, you play music, there's a the circle and then you, and you sort of, you call, we call it play instead okay. of fight. Yeah, sure. It's a dance fight, another yep. artistic sport. Um, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that was, um, that was something I did during my master. So it was always kind of consistent throughout my life. It's, it's the way that I live is that, you know, I'm always part of a fitness community. So I guess I kind of pursued alongside whatever I was doing. Um, you know, I did yoga teacher training. I did uh, Zumba instruction at one point. I did Pilates training early on, or, um, you know, in my early days I did. So I just kind of was, and then I became a personal trainer. Um, so I was, I was, consistently involved in fitness and health and and that world um in one way or another throughout my life and i thought well i should just work in this field I, sure you know, clearly it's been with it's consistent um and it's something that i i highly value and i want in my life um so if i can do this then then wonderful um what was missing i later learned when i was in actually at uh, i had an aha moment when i was in um 
my career coaching program um, at George Brown, where we did an assessment and I realized the way there was something missing from that as well. It was, mm. it was, um, I, I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't quite right. Like it wasn't quite something that had that sustaining power, that sustainability. Um, I think I needed it in my life, but maybe not that much. Sure. So the intensity of the interest wasn't there to support a full, full-time kind of career, as well as the fact that I learned that I'm, I'm a thinker helper. So um, the realistic, as a Holland Cozy would say, the realistic hands-on sort of nature of the of fitness work was missing that thinking helping piece right. um, where I like to use my brain to help people solve problems. And that ultimately is brings me challenge and complexity in a way that, um, that I need um, in order to feel uh, good about the work that I'm doing. Um, so yeah, so I learned that nuance of, okay, well, I'll try this. And I did it for quite a few years, actually. And it offered me that flexibility that I needed. And it offered me that, you know, opportunity to be part of fitness communities and to, and to help people to get from surviving to thriving, to get, to learn, you know, to build confidence, to learn new skills. I mean, that's, that's ultimately, those are other themes in my life as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it wasn't quite, it wasn't quite right. And so it was a lots of career exploration. I realized now I'm t- saying that all this, I'm just like, wow, my whole life has just been career exploration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And part of it is it's kind of sharing your experiences with, with others, right? Cause you could say, hey, I've been there, done that. <laughs> I know what you're going through because I experienced it too. So I think that's uh, mm-hmm. definitely um, uh, valuable in that whole experience. So sounds like that health was kind of that, that anchor, that underlying thing that was always there um, what, um, the undercurrent, whether you, you realized it or not. Um, but, but what happened to, or where is kind of the art and the environmental side? Are those two still in play uh, or those just chapters of your life and like, nah, um, th- those are now closed or might they resurface later on? <laughs> yeah. So I think now I, um, I do occasionally help people who are in the environmental field or looking for okay. employment in the environmental field. Um, so that does sometimes um, that, you know, it's kind of a, an area that I have specialized knowledge of. Um, so it does kind of play in occasionally. Um, the, yeah, the COVID has really kind of put a damper on <laughs> all, of my, all of my um, various activities, <laughs> let's say that I would supplement my career with. Um, yeah, so it's, I think, for my complete picture, it really is about having um, the wellness component and then also like so health and wellness are and where they meet career. I think those are the two major areas that need to be present. And then everything else is kind of bonus. So I kind of sub it in and sub it out. But those are my, you know, sort of my foundational components, um, which I've which I've discovered as as essential to to me, um, uh, just sort of feeling like it's a complete picture. Cool. Yeah. So right now you're, you're currently building kind of the, the wellness and career coaching business, and uh, you have a bunch of programs that, that you're putting together. Um, we're, we're working on <laughs> one program right, right now. Um, but what are some of the other um, kind of future aspirations or, or different things that you want to be able to accomplish um, in, in, in the mm. near or longer term future? Yeah. So there are a lot of things I've always, <laughs> so I, I realize I had, a, I've always had, and I know you do this as well, Luki, um, 
the uh, running like sort of a consistent group that helps. So something that I've been wanting. So in the future, <laughs> state it this way, I will create a group for single mothers who are looking to create portfolio careers that allow them to support raising their children, being present and not having to, um, you know, kind of sustain full-time draining full-time work in order to make ends meet. Um, that's, that's an experience that I've had. And I feel like that's a really an area that needs a lot more support. So that's, that's something that's kind of, I'd like to, um, put out there, um, for the, for WorkSapien, um, I will be producing two courses over the course of this year. One is called the career decision accelerator, and that's all about, um, creating personal decision-making criteria for career, uh, decisions that take place over the course of your career. So it's sure. having a way of making stress-free decisions. Cause I know I've, I've, been in the presence of many people who have been very stressed out about specific career decisions. And there are certainly ways, especially with those, those time pressured ones to create way, you know, systems that are very much a reflection of, of your truth, your values, your strengths, everything that you bring and that you need. And at this point in your life, um, uh, and, and just a little bit about getting at our, you know, intuition and bias and, you know, the ways that, that, that things that influence emotional decision-making, the, the things that, that get to lead us astray, not that intuition does. Intuition is certainly very important, sure. um, but the research piece combined with intuition is generally what the course is all about. Um, and then I also am building a course around um, health competencies for, for career success. Okay. Uh, so it's learning how to work in a way which is self-driven. So there's the organizational responsibility, you know, to kind of create an environment and a culture that supports your health. And then it's our responsibility to create habits and to check in and to pivot and to, to realign as necessary throughout the course of our career. So it's really about um, this developing the competencies around that. Um, and that will be more of a group coaching program that will be beginning, will be beginning um, in, uh, in September of this year. Great. Yeah. Looking forward to see all that come to fruition and see how all of it uh, works out. But uh, yeah. So as we start to, to kind of wrap things up, if, if you were to be able to kind of give yourself, so young Jen, uh, some, some swike, the stuff she wished she knew earlier um, mm -hmm. in various stages of, of kind of pivotal moments in your, your career. So um, maybe that transition um, out, out of skating into environmental, into HR, <laughs> into coaching or whatever. What, what are yeah. some of the things, maybe uh, one, two, three things that you would share with yourself uh, if, that, that you wish you knew earlier? Yeah, so I guess if I was to talk to younger, younger Jen, who, um, who I don't think stressed out too much about this stuff, um, <laughs> about the, like the future orientation, I, I enjoy talking to the future, but I'm also very naturally kind of present um, in my, in my world. Um, one thing is that uh, life is a work in progress. Um, and so it's this idea that, you know, we don't have to have, we don't have to arrive necessarily at a finish line it's all about the journey. And I think that's something that I really didn't get <laughs> until, you know, about five years ago or so, so um, that the journey is where all of the magic is, where all the joy is, where all the learning and the growing happens. When you arrive, it's just kind of a bonus. It's not, that's yeah. not where the feelings, um, the, the good feelings and the, and the, the gratification comes from. It's really about all um, 
everything that happens along the way. So figuring out how to enjoy the process. Huge. I'm still figuring that out. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it's okay to change your mind uh, kind of along those lines um, in that uh, the the world, I think, uh, especially at a young age for me, I got the, this idea that you got to be one thing. Right. Um, And if you don't figure out that one thing, then you're lost. And you, and that you get labeled lost. Yeah. I think I'm, I remember my dad telling me that once. You sound really lost. I was like, <laughs> oh, <I'm> so offended. <laughs> um, so, so this idea that um, that you can, you know, you can make a decision, you can pursue it, and then you get more information. It's an exploration process, and then with that information, you can make better informed decisions and move it on a better, in a in a different direction, in a in a in a more you know customized direction um as you go and that's that's the that's it it's just it's just um you work with what you have ultimately and then and then i think the third thing would be that that um the ultimate career is a customized career um i really believe that is uh that looking for it's kind of like looking for that fit um is a lot is, is um, as you kind of get to know yourself um, as an adult and you start to see, you know, sort of what works, what doesn't, if you can take that knowledge and bring together, especially in the gig economy, there's more, more opportunity than ever to customize. So to bring in the por- proportions of what you need. So my two big proportions are career and health right. um, work. And so if you can figure out what those proportions are and then design a career that is really about, uh, is really built on, you know, the pieces of the pie that you need, mm-hmm. um, that you understand, that you understand you need, um, then that's the, that's the sustainability. That's the key to, you know, being able to have some, some staying power, some longevity, longevity in, in what you do, but then up to the point where it's, you know, it's time to shed and, and be called in a new direction, which is totally okay as well. Um, but yeah, that customization piece is something that I think, I wish I knew earlier. <laughs> yeah. I think that the common threads that I f- uh, find between the three are, are more of really finding out, um, finding out who you are and, and all the different pieces that make you uh, who you are. Uh, a lot of people are out there trying to fit into a mold and becoming something because they're supposed to uh, or whatever. They find that one thing because everyone has that one thing, right? <laughs> so we're all supposed mm-hmm. to go in that one direction. But actually, the world has changed so much where it's, it's not one thing where yeah, in our grandparents or parents day, like someone worked at for a company for 20, 40 years, and that was normal. But now it's like, wow, you when I was at my old job, the fact that I was there for like 12 years, like, oh my gosh, you're like the senior citizen of the group, because like, who stays here for more than a decade? Uh, and, and people seem to be moving around even more so, and, and that's become more commonplace. And, and that doesn't mean that you can't stay at a place. Uh, it's just that uh, there are much more options. And, and to have these kind of customized career paths is is more pervasive because uh, again back in our grandparents parents days you really didn't have those options right <laughs> there weren't uh, that, that much flexibility uh, like yeah. the gig economy the internet itself that enables all of this stuff it wasn't even uh, possible like when when uh, the lights were out they were out right you couldn't go and start a second job after you got home right but but now that that stuff's a possibility so i love it how you're you're also looking to empower um kind of single mothers and, and help uh, folks that uh, with their career path and stuff because i think that's uh, phenomenal amazing but uh, yeah 
th thanks so much for, for sharing your uh, swike and your insights and your story. And I would love to uh, have you back and, and maybe discuss a couple of the other topics in a little bit more detail and then kind of sure. and, and dissect and, and just have some good conversations around uh, any of those topics. So, uh, sure, yeah, you know, are I there, can talk about this forever. I, I'm sure we could. So. <laughs> are there any uh, parting words that, that you'd want to share with folks uh, before we uh, head off? Uh, no, I think just be brave. That's 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 my that's my theme this this month. <laughs> just be brave in whatever you do. Um, it will lead to good things. That's awesome. So thanks so much, Jen, for joining us and hopefully we'll see you in a future episode. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.